0: Hello everybody and welcome to Engaged in Rec. Today we have a wonderful guest on our podcast. We have the owner and founder of Artful Enrichment, which was formerly known as Artful Aging, um, but now Artful Enrichment, we have Kaylee Massey. Welcome.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I'm so excited to talk about Artful Enrichment. And the very first question that I always ask all of my guests that are on my podcast is, um, tell me about yourself and the background that you have with senior recreation. And I love this question because I really love getting to know, um, how you got to where you are, how, um, working with seniors impacts
1: you. So I have a pretty unique, um, background, I would say, um, I have a fine arts degree. So my background is really in the art side of things. I, um, started working for a company out west that owns and operates older adult communities and they actually hired me on as a full-time artist to help create their art programs which is pretty much a job that doesn't exist in most communities so I got really lucky and I was able to work really closely with the recreation staff, the residents, the nursing staff, the operation staff, and build art programming that could really adapt to the unique um, environment of an older adult community, a retirement home specifically. And it was really reflective of the residents that I was working so closely with. So, yeah, it was it was definitely a unique experience. Um, and then after I worked with that company, I realized that art programming um, there's a huge gap in art programming offerings for older adult homes. So
0: huge, huge,
1: right? Yeah, so that's how I started Artful Enrichment or Artful Aging originally.
0: That's wonderful. Can you tell me a little bit about your company, Artful Enrichment?
1: So we work really closely with older adult homes, so assisted living, long-term care, retirement homes across North America, and we provide them access to high-quality art programs that can be facilitated by in-house staff or pursued independently by residents. So everything... All of our programs are essentially online and they can be accessed through a client portal or a members portal. And they're meant to be used by people who may not have experience facilitating art programs or experience participating in an art program, but they can still enjoy the program and and learn from from these step-by-step projects yeah, without having any any previous knowledge to it so trying to make art programming more accessible for older adult communities specifically
0: i know that like rec therapists and activity professionals we wear a lot of hats in our role that we do like we do our fitness programs and we do um, some art programs um and we do some craft groups and things like that um but the art classes like we're not art therapists or art majors, right? So it's nice to have the step-by-step um, description and and letting us know exactly what to do so that we can incorporate it into like paint evenings, you know, like wine and sip or wine and paints or things like that.
1: Yeah, I think that the reason why, like I, I was looking at it and art programming takes up less than a percent of the majority of people's programming calendars, which is, Obviously, a really small amount. So, and I think a big reason for that, well, there's multiple, but the first one is always budget. Hiring an outside artist coming in, it can be really costly and getting all the materials and things like that can be hard on the budget. Um, But the second thing is a lot of staff members are intimidated to run a program, an art program. Maybe they don't feel that they're artistic enough. Um, or they just don't have the resources uh, to facilitate that, t- that type of program. So I think having these resources, these step-by-step guides gives people the confidence, even if they don't have that background, to be able to run an art program uh, with their residents.
0: I agree. And something that I would be concerned also is um, like making sure that when I'm facilitating a program that it doesn't end up being something that's um, childish compared yeah. to an, an mm-hmm. adult um, painting or something like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh. I feel like if I was to pick something that um, I was going to facilitate, I would want to make sure that it's really adult for the residents that I'm serving.
1: And this is something that I've looked at a lot and, and thought about a lot as we've created the programs is, they're first and foremost designed for adults, and their second—the second thing that we think about—is how to how can they be adapted to meet specific um, adversities that older adults may be facing. But they're first and foremost for adults. They're not meant to be patronizing or condescending. They have um, opportunities for people to develop skills and really explore their artistic side in a way that's unique to them. And they're meant to empower people. And if people, no matter how old you are, if you're learning something new and you are having an experience where you surprise yourself of what you're capable of, you're gonna leave that experience feeling empowered. And that's what our programs are really designed, hopefully, to do, that's the idea.
0: Yeah, I find working with either like even coloring or painting or doing anything that's art related. um, I find it so therapeutic. So I like the residents that I have done art programs with also just you can tell that they just become so relaxed and more confident in themselves as they progress throughout their art projects. Have you found this as well?
1: Yeah, and I think the experience is so different for everyone. Like some people will attend an art program for exactly that reason. They go because they find painting or drawing really relaxing and calming, and they can get into a flow-like state. Whereas other people join the program for more the social side of things. They like to create alongside somebody else. We have a lot of um, collaborative projects, so people can work towards something together and build relationships with people that are participating in that same program. So there's always different reasons for people attending a program. But I I think that's good because then you can really reach a broader audience. And that's what I've found is that the toughest thing about art programming is getting people down to that first program, because it can be so intimidating for people. So I always like to just invite people and say, there's no pressure, you don't have to create, you can come and sit and watch, or you can come and and chat with us as we are creating and then have that kind of soft introduction into the program. And when you do that, it removes that intimidation barrier, I think, for a lot of people.
0: I also think that a lot of people that have come down just to watch, as they like to say, like the majority of them will hop in slowly.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: They'll see I everybody always, else and then
1: jump yeah. in too. I always set up um, art supplies in front of people, even if they say that they aren't um, open to the idea of participating at that moment, because then throughout the the class or the workshop, they may pick them up and, and, and try it out. And it's always good for people to, to do things at their own pace and never feel like you're forcing something on someone. So I think having that uh, approach is, is really helpful for people.
0: I agree. Can you tell me a little bit about the um, programs that you offer? Is it painting? Is it, what is it? What mediums are we using?
1: So all kinds, we offer painting, drawing, um, like I said, collaborative projects, mixed media. And then we also have art discussion and art observation programs, which are great for people who have an appreciation for art, but don't like the messy side of it. Mm. So those programs, the way they work, there's a presentation, either a slideshow or a video, of several different artworks under a certain theme, and the facilitator will um, use this resource that we have that has information about each artwork and questions. And the program is designed to spark really rich conversations about the artwork amongst the participants. And sometimes those conversations are really long-winded sometimes they're kind of short and sweet but they're they're usually dictated by the group and i've seen i've seen people who the the beautiful thing about art is there is no right and wrong way of reacting to a piece you may hate something or you may love (laughs) it but getting those um visceral reactions from people can make for some really interesting conversations.
0: And it's the continuation of lifelong learning as well. I mean, we exactly. always say that it's it, it's so important for people to continue learning as they age. And so you're not only providing the the art aspect of your company, but you're also providing them with the opportunity to continue learning and have that discussion and conversation with others in a like social environment. And it, it just sounds so, I love it. I love it. That's great.
1: I find, too, that um, especially with that program, it's called Artful Talks. You when working with groups, maybe who are experiencing cognitive decline, that's a that's a specific program where people can really flourish because they are in an environment where. They can share their opinion free from judgment. I was working with um, a group a while ago and a woman who had dementia, she had really kind of taken herself out of a lot of social situations because she had lost her confidence to converse with people. And during this program when we were talking about art she got she was so engaged and she was contributing and she was had her confidence back because no one could tell her what she was saying was wrong because it was all opinion-based and and the facilitator va- validated what she was saying because uh, yeah because it's art and it's all opinionated so that's that's um that specific program is is great for people who may be experiencing cognitive decline.
0: Mm-hmm. And art in general, and the art discussion is something I love about it. Just like you were saying, is is error free. So it it's provides nothing. people with the, the ability to be successful. It, no matter how they choose to um, like how they choose to participate within the program, they're always going to be successful.
1: Yeah, and some people may be coming to that specific program just to look at the artwork. And -hmm. and even if they're not actively participating in the conversation, they still may be having really um, a a great experience on their own, just kind of looking at it and thinking about it. And maybe that sticks with them after the program as well.
0: That's wonderful. How have the... Excuse me. (laughs) How has your company had to change the way that you do things throughout COVID? I know that you said a lot of it is online. Were you doing in person prior to COVID or has it always been online?
1: So it's been online for the last three years. So luckily we were prepared leading up to COVID. Um, We've definitely expanded our program offerings as a result of COVID. So we offer more independent projects now, especially because so many communities had residents, um, they were being isolated in their rooms sometimes. And we wanted to make sure that our program still reached those residents who maybe couldn't get online. Um, so we have printable art projects that people could use um, independently and that you require really minimal art supplies
0: so it would come up the recreation therapist or activity professional would get a list of all of the supplies that they needed and then would be able to distribute it out to the residents is that how your program yeah, works? So for they,
1: the, okay, yeah okay. so they could distribute it to the residents I know a lot of communities um, the life enrichment staff would put together little kits and then distribute it out to people. We also have some projects where they can be worked on independently and then you bring the pieces together and it creates one big collaborative project. So it was kind of a great hybrid between an independent and group project while people were still safely social distancing.
0: Oh, it still makes them feel like a part of a group even though they have to do it independently.
1: Yeah, and we're we're going to be adding a resident portal. So right now our programs are accessed by staff, but over the next month we're adding a resident portal so residents can actually just log in and access the programs directly, which will be great because people who feel more comfortable using online resources will be able to to use the programs whenever works for them.
0: That will be so lovely to have that. Um, so I have a question um, for you, and you will absolutely know this answer. What do you think is better to do? And it could be, you could say both, but is it better to have an art session be like one session that you work on one project? Or is it better to have a an art project that you're working on for like six sessions? I've been thinking about this, and I don't know the right answer.
1: Good question. I, I think it really depends on the group. I think if you're working with a group that is new to art, I think doing something in one session would be more successful because then people leave feeling like they've accomplished something and then they're more likely to maybe try it again. Whereas if your group is more experienced and they're more comfortable and confident, um, with their artistic abilities, and then they may wanna take on a project that takes multiple sessions and put more time and thought into a, a specific project.
0: So are the programs that you offer on Artful Enrichment, are they just one session projects?
1: Most of them are one session projects, but some of them are usually divided into two sessions, some of them.
0: Okay, that's great to know that there's lots of different options out there for all different levels
1: and really anybody could divide if if somebody didn't finish a project in one go they could absolutely it, it's really they're meant to be adjustable for the specific each community right because every like we work with hundreds of communities and every community is is so different and the residents living there are are very unique so, It's important that the programs adjust and reflect those residents.
0: And do you have any programs at all that are um, like video so that we would need to follow um, by a video or is it all written out step-by-step?
1: So we have um, step-by-step the the printable programs. We also have step-by-step video tutorials of some of our programs that can be played at any time and then we offer to all artful members access to live virtual workshops every month. Oh wow. Yeah so it's kind of a it's it's nice if, if a staff member doesn't feel as confident um, facilitating the program or they I know recreational staff are spread very thin so their time <laughs> is very valuable and if they don't feel like they have the time to run these programs, the live virtual workshops are a great option as well. Yeah,
0: and I'm also thinking that um, like staff might enjoy it as well.
1: Yeah, we've had, especially over this last year, um, we've had a lot of staff members from nursing staff and even sometimes family members when there's not an outbreak, join in on the programs, which I think is really, it's a unique experience for staff members to have with the residents because it's a way for them to connect on on a different level.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love when all different departments are able to participate with our residents. So like giving them the opportunity to just connect with them on a level that isn't work, you know, like they're able to just exactly. be themselves with those residents. And I find that like, I imagine an art program where they're able to like do a project and work on it beside these residents, but on their own is, would be so wonderful for these staff members to engage with these residents.
1: And, and art has a lot of, therapeutic properties to it. So for staff members who may be feeling a little run down, especially after this year, being able to join in on a program may be a great way for them to just have a break and and I don't know, try, try something a little different um, in the, their work environment.
0: And I think that anybody that's in an art program is when you work on something, Everybody around you is encouraging and like building your confidence as well. You know, like you won't ever have somebody when you're in an art program say, "Oh, the, what what a horrible project you're yeah. working on." You know, like <laughs> that would be so mean. Everybody around is generally saying, "Like, wow, that looks really good. I really love the colors that you put on there. Like, those make me feel da 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 da." You know, so it's just like building that positivity and in relation to the staff participating with. St- with residents, it's building that culture that you want to create, that like connecting with everybody around you. It's such a great program that you're doing, Kaylee. This is awesome.
1: Thank you. It's, um, you know what, when you were just saying that, it made me think of there was a gentleman at one of our programs and he was really discouraged and really just having a, he was going through a, a, a transitional phase of his life and, and some adversities. And he attended an art program with some other people and he was getting really frustrated because his hand essentially wasn't doing what he wanted it to do on his canvas. Yeah. And frustrating. Yeah, And but the people around him started, they, they recognized that he was frustrated and they just started kind of giving him these words of encouragement and like letting him know that his artwork was beautiful no matter what he did. And, and it, it was really a beautiful moment to see because you can just tell that people, people's intuition, like, especially their emotional intuition is so deeply rooted in us. And to see, to see that happen in an art program, and he left that program feeling really confident and happy with his art. And if those people didn't say those things, he might not have felt that way. So yeah, it's it's a great way to connect people for sure. That's great. It's
0: so important to have those moments where you're able to just feel confident and encouraged and, positive. and And especially in the past year that we've gone through, like those little moments, if even if they're doing a program on their own independently, if they show their artwork out in the rest of the community that they're in, people around them, it, I'm sure it would just boost their moods and um, create that positive environment that we were just talking about.
1: Yeah. And a lot of communities do hang their artwork in Um, communal spaces, which I think is so important because by doing that, you're elevating the art experience. It creates a sense of pride in the person who's made the artwork. And like you said, when people are walking through these spaces, you have maybe family members and staff members and they can see what the residents have created. It's, yeah, it, it, it makes that it changes the culture of the community for sure.
0: But not only that, I feel like if Mary was walking through the hall and she saw John's artwork on the wall, she she might be saying, you know, I've never tried that. But if John can do it, I think maybe I can too.
1: Yeah, it's, it's good marketing for the programs for sure. And like, like I was saying before, the, the biggest, the hardest thing that we face with the programs is is getting people to that first initial program because there is so much intimidation. And people think, I'm not artistic, so I shouldn't mm-hmm. be able to, to attend a program even. Whereas if they see that they're capable of it or if they see that their peers are capable of it, then they're, they're maybe going to be more willing to at least attend or join. Um, and and they always surprise themselves.
0: And they surprise the rest of us staff, too, sometimes.
1: Yeah, definitely. We,
0: we know that they're able to do it, but once they convince themselves that they're able to do it and they have that aha moment, it's, like, the most amazing feeling, I find.
1: <laughs> and I always say, like, the worst comes to worst. You can just throw it away, you know? It's, yeah. It's not, um, it's not a huge commitment. And if you... If, it's not for everybody either. If, if you don't enjoy it, you can, uh, you, you don't have to come back every time, but I think trying something new, you, you never know until you try it. Right. So yeah, it's, it's good to, to get people to try new things.
0: So is your artful enrichment program a subscription base or how is it a one-time fee? And then you get all of this content or is it monthly and you get um, new options every month. Can you tell me about that?
1: There are three different memberships and they each one has um, a certain amount of programs in it and the community would have access to those programs for 12 months. Okay. And they would also have access to one live art workshop every month and we have facilitator resources so We have a whole facilitator section for life enrichment and recreation staff um, that has helpful videos on how to implement these programs, how to grow your program, increase participation, as well as where to buy your art supplies from at at a reasonable cost and a list of programs so you can check off uh, when you do them, and how many participants are coming, so things like that are have been really helpful for for rec staff. Um, and yeah, we we do twelve month memberships because I'm sure, as you know, it takes time to implement a new program, mm-hmm. and it takes time to gain momentum with that program and and get people interested. So I think it's really important to do it over that length of time so that you give it the opportunity to, to grow and flourish.
0: Would you recommend doing classes like weekly, bi-weekly, monthly within our um, communities? What would you say?
1: I think if you can, weekly is ideal because having that routine, for example, saying every Wednesday, we're gonna be doing an art program, I think, is going to be the best route for success and having that consistency allows people to kind of put it in their schedule and know okay every Wednesday I'm going to attend this art program and I'm going to see these people and and right. you, you get a better sense of what you're going to be doing that day and I think you can gain momentum a lot a lot better that way but obviously there's only so much time and only mm-hmm. so much budget. So even twice a month, I think, um, can definitely work as well.
0: I actually in the back of my head here, I keep thinking of I have a resident that um, used to be an art teacher. And she, I've asked her a few times, like, hey, I would love if you wanted to teach a little class, but she's going, oh, I don't know if I like gonna remember what I'm doing. And I don't know, I just don't feel confident in teaching a class anymore. But she's pretty tech savvy. So I was just thinking, like, combining her with your programming would like she would be able to have that sense of purpose again in facilitating yeah. the program for the rest of the residents using the like the programming that you're offering
1: yeah and a lot of residents do run our program so it's a because our resources can be used essentially by anybody um they if if somebody has a teaching background or an art background or just feels comfortable standing up in front of a crowd um they can they can run the program absolutely and And that's dual purpose Yeah, and that relieves some time up for the recreation staff as well.
0: Oh, that's so lovely, that's great. Can you tell me about a time that, in your career, that you thought, you know, like, this is exactly where I should be right now, I am doing what I love so much. Is there any time that you can think of that you're like, this is me in the right spot, loving it?
1: I think I've had a lot of those moments. I know when I was working at West and I was getting to know the residents really closely because I was actually working in the community, um, that allowed me to see firsthand how art experiences can allow people to overcome certain adversities. Like I was working with this one woman who was legally blind and she, she um, had never painted or anything like that before. So I sat down with her one-on-one and we did a piece and I kind of traced my finger on the paper and she followed it with her brush and she made this beautiful little flower painting. And she was so incredibly proud of herself. We hung it up on the wall in the community. She brought her her niece in to show her it. And she started attending programs after that, and it just, to see someone's confidence change so drastically, not just in the art program, but in all areas of her life, made me feel like, okay, this is, this actually works, and, and it's important, I think, to share this with other people.
0: That is definitely a success. Yeah. Um, Can you tell our listeners how they can learn more about your company?
1: Yeah, so we, like you said, we have just changed from Artful Aging to Artful Enrichment. We're going to be changing over the website shortly, but right now they can find us at artfulaging.com. And Artful is with two L's, just to confuse people. (laughs) And we're on Instagram at artfulenrichment.com. And artful is with two L's again. Um, yeah, and they can always email us as well. Our email is on the website too.
0: Wonderful. So there we go. We have artfulaging.com. If you wanted to check out Artful Enrichment, which was artful aging, um, and soon that'll all be switched over. So artful with two L's, aging.com to check out the amazing art company that Kaylee Massey is running. So thank you so much, Kaylee, for coming out here today and speaking with me. I have had a blast just learning all about art programming. So I really appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Thanks so much, Karina.
0: Have a wonderful day.
1: You too. Take care.
0: Thanks.